there was darkness and chaos and despair. Yet again, the God of the Scriptures was gone, or at the very least, He was silent. A nation that had experienced ups and downs throughout their history was now dealing with the latter for 400 years. No prophets, no miracles, no angels, no visions, no word, no bright lights. There was no talking donkeys or burning bushes or parting of waters. Staffs didn't transform into snakes. Whales didn't spit prophets out onto dry land. And pillars of fire didn't hover over places of worship. Manna didn't fall from heaven. Walls didn't fall from enemy cities. And giants didn't fall from a single stone. God wasn't leading a murdering Moses, a spying Joshua, or an uncertain Gideon. Oh, was there ever chaos. Rome had now occupied the once proud nation. Taxes oppressed the people. Hellenism tore into the fabric of their culture and hopelessness deteriorated the faith of the people. The government was corrupt. The priests were corrupt. The vendors in the market were corrupt. There was only darkness and chaos and despair. Then God came. This is how the birth of Jesus came about. His mother Mary was pledged to be married to Joseph. But before they came together, she was, be, she was found to be with child through the Holy Spirit. Because Joseph, her husband, was a righteous man and did not want to expose her to this public disgrace, he had in mind to divorce her quietly. But after he had considered this, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream and said, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take Mary home as your wife. Because what is conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. She will give birth to a son, and you are to give him the name Jesus, because he will save his people from their sins. All of this took place to fulfill what the Lord has said through the prophet. The virgin will be with child and will give birth to a son. And they will call him Emmanuel. Which means God with us. 
When Joseph woke up, he did what the angel of the Lord commanded him and took Mary home to be his wife, but he had no union with her until she gave birth to a son. In those days, Caesar Augustus issued a decree that a census should be taken of the entire Roman world. This was the first census that took place while Quirinius was governor of Syria. And everyone went to his own town to register. So Joseph went up from the town of Nazareth in Galilee to Judea to Bethlehem, the town of David, because he belonged to the house and the line of David. He went there to register with Mary, who was pledged to be married to him and was expecting a child. While they were there, the time came for the baby to be born, and she gave birth to her firstborn, a son. She wrapped him in clothes and placed him in a manger because there was no room for them in the inn. And there were shepherds who were living out in the fields nearby, keeping watch over their flocks at night. An angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified. But the angel of the Lord said to them, Do not be afraid. I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all the people. Today in the town of Bethlehem, a Savior has been born to you. He is the Christ, the Messiah, the Anointed One. This will be a sign for you. You will find a baby wrapped in cloths and lying in a manger. Suddenly, a great company of heavenly hosts appeared with the angel praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest and on earth peace to men on whom His favor rests. When the angels had left them and gone into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let's go to Bethlehem. And see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has told us about. So they hurried off, and they found Mary and Joseph and the baby who was lying in the manger. When they had seen him, they spread the word concerning what they had been told about this child. And all who heard it were amazed at what the shepherds had said to them. But Mary treasured up all these things and pondered them in her heart. The shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all the things that they had heard and seen, which was just as had been told. When the time came for the purification, according to the law of Moses that had been completed, Joseph and Mary took Jesus to Jerusalem to present Him to the Lord. As it was written, In the law of the Lord, every firstborn male is to be consecrated to the Lord and to offer a sacrifice in keeping with that which the law of the Lord says, a pair of doves or two young pigeons. Now, there was a man in Jerusalem called Simeon who was righteous and devout. He was waiting for the consolation of Israel and the Holy Spirit was upon him. It had been revealed to him by the Holy Spirit that he would not die before he had seen the Lord's Christ. Moved by the Spirit, he went to the temple courts. When his parents brought 
the child Jesus to do for him what was the custom of the law. Simeon took him in his arms and praising God, Sovereign Lord, as you have promised, now dismiss your servant in peace. For my eyes have seen your salvation, which you have prepared in the sight of all people, a light for revelation to the Gentiles and for glory to your people Israel. The child's father and mother marveled at what was said about him. Then Simeon blessed them and said to Mary his mother, This child is destined to cause the rising and falling of many in Israel, and is to be a sign that will be spoken against, so that the thoughts of many hearts will be revealed. And a sword will pierce your own soul too. There was also a prophetess, Anna, the daughter of Phanuel of the tribe of Asher. She was very old. She had lived with her husband, husband seven years after her marriage. And then she was a widow until she was 84. She never left the temple, but worshipped night and day, fasting and praying, coming up to them at that very moment. She gave thanks to God and spoke about the child to all who were looking forward to the redemption of Jerusalem. I want you to think about the different scenes that we saw. The beginning of the world was darkness and chaos and despair, and then God spoke. Noah and his family waiting in that boat It was dark. There was chaos and it was filled with despair. And then God sent the rain. It had been 400 years since any prophet had spoke. There was darkness and there was chaos and there was despair. And then God came. Right now, I think we can all say that we're living in a time of darkness and chaos and despair. But I want you to believe that something great is going to happen. God won't remain silent. It is in these dark times. I want us to spend just a couple of minutes. We're going to watch a video that reminds us of how God works when times are dark. A people living in darkness, living in the land of the shadow of death. Is this you? Where is God in the silence? Where is God in the darkness? Could it be that your pain, your grief, all the world's suffering, all the world's darkness is the genesis of new life? For out of the darkness, when there was only emptiness, God spoke forth light. From within the darkness of the earth, toiling up from beneath the soil, God brought forth 
life. After that dark and stormy flood, adrift for forty nights, from the hand of God came a promise. After the darkness of the wilderness, years wandering lost, trying to hold on to faith, he gave a promised land. From the darkness of a mother's womb, all the questions, all the expectation, God formed a child. And from the darkness of that silent night, when it seemed the voice of God was unheard, when it seemed the hand of God was unseen, that silence was broken by the cries of a baby, a son, a savior. God wastes nothing, not even our darkness. For we know that for those who love God, even in our times of darkness, God is working for our good. So today, in the midst of whatever darkness you feel, know this, today a light has dawned. Hope is not lost, hope is never lost. Today, hope is born.